Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey friends, my name is Andre. This is Antennas and Bagels podcast, a podcast about everything tennis from recreational to pro and everything between. So, um, I've kind of like done a lot of things for Wimbledon already in the beginning of this year. Like when I realized that, well, when we all got, when we all got the news that Wimbledon was getting canceled, um, because of COVID-19, uh, things. And it, it became kind of like this big thing because it's the, the first time that it got, um, canceled since uh the since 1945 from the end of the second world war so it was a big deal and i did want to do some stuff um at that moment in time and what i did was like i did uh two episodes about the history of wimbledon until the open era so everything from the beginning of uh tennis creation really until the the 1968 year in which the open era began and the this era is the one that we live today and we we know and love and so many things have changed and i'm still planning on doing uh an extra maybe a couple or maybe three episodes of the history of Wimbledon until this day because many things have happened since the open era started and many crazy records have been broken at Wimbledon and many champions arose. Um, but I don't really, I didn't really want to dive into this at that moment. And it, it just takes a lot of work and I wasn't prepared. Uh, also, I only, I did one about a match that is really fun for me. Lots of people consider the match to be the greatest match of all time, if not the greatest match at Wimbledon, at least, uh, which is the 2008 final between Rafa Nadal and Roger Federer became the first Wimbledon title from Rafa Nadal and kind of marked his ascension to the world world number one rankings and the end of the I could say the end of the Roger Federer era in which he stood at the top of the rankings for 237 weeks uninterruptedly and kind of began the era of the big three essentially in that, in that sense so uh, but that's not what I'm doing today, and you can listen to those um, to those episodes in any platform that you get your podcast to. My podcast is very likely there. Um, and speaking of platforms, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would have to, I would like to ask you to. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, maybe I would ask you to maybe leave a review for me. That would actually be really good if you can leave me that five stars. If you really, really enjoy it. If you've been, if you've made it through um, episode twenty-three, well, maybe you didn't. You're in for the long run, so um, why not just support me in what I do? I think that that'll be amazing. And I don't know, 
maybe in the future I could get like some stuff to bring back um, to to you, uh, or just more great content. Like help me out, make great content. That's something that I actually am really passionate about. And yeah, uh, that goes my little spiel about this. So let's get back to Wimbledon. And um, what I wanted to do is people are already doing tons of great matches and great champions and great records of Wimbledon. So I guess I wanted to go for a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a different route. Um, instead of talking about the past, I want to talk maybe about the future of Wimbledon. And as you know, this episode is named Wimbledon Predictions for 2021. And the one thing about this episode is obviously that it's not like I'm not it's not, and it not nothing is set in stone about my predictions. It's it's way too early to actually make um fair, real, grounded predictions. So a lot of this stuff here now from now is is just from the heart. So it's just something that I actually want to Maybe I would like to see happening and some things that I actually think, well, maybe this will happen. And um, maybe this will be just the greatest thing for history to unfold in terms of tennis. But we never really actually know until we get there. So, um, yeah. Another thing that I wanted to say about this is that um, I can't obviously predict even who's going to be in the draw. Like maybe all the people that I'm going to talk about here are not even going to participate in Wimbledon next year. Although I find this probably very unlikely because I actually picked a, I, not, I didn't pick, but uh, I, uh, I feel like I'm going to talk about a lot of people in this podcast right now. And, um, it would be really a surprise and downright just, um, sad if none of these people participated. So let's start off with some, some predictions for the women's tennis. And my first prediction, and I don't actually know this, this kind of like will depend as well on this year's uh, Grand Slams, whether these players are going to play some of these Grand Slams and whatnot, um, especially for this first prediction that I set here. So my prediction, and I will try to hold myself accountable to this, uh, and see, we'll see like how this happens um next year how this unfolds is Serena Serena Williams finally ties Margaret Court's record at Wimbledon and she does it over Halep or Osaka or Coco Goff and with that I actually also said Goff makes her first semi-final in the slam which is also possible uh if I've it doesn't interfere with my first prediction um it would be quite intense uh, if Serena actually managed to win her record, which Wimbledon title will that be? Probably number seven or eight. Um, tying um, her record against uh, Margaret Quartz, which is another whole story, whether this record is substantial or not, is totally a different thing. It's kind of like a greatest of all time, or, or whether this record actually has any value. Um, but imagine a final between um Serena Williams and Coco Gauff. That would be kind of historical in in a lot of senses. Not only because, well, if everything that I say is here holds true, if if Williams does tie Margaret Court's 24 Grand Slam titles, um but Golf is like 16 years of age today. She's 16 years old. Serena Williams is 
probably going to be 40 next year or at least 39. And um, if Williams wins against Goff, it will be kind of like the final of the generation. The generation. So suppose uh, Williams does make, take this win and Goff finally makes her first slam final. Um, I didn't make that as a prediction here. I just said that her first semi. Well, if she makes her first semi, he obviously, she obviously would have to make her first final too. But I, my prediction is that she will make her first semi at least. So if she does make her first final and Williams does win, uh, that is definitely like a very good closure for someone's career, for tying any sort of record. And it would just kind of be um, in the annals of history uh, in the ways that no one could ever expect. And kind of like a passing off of the guard, even though in here Goff doesn't win. But I feel like making her first Grand Slam final at 17 is not its not too shabby, honestly. And this final will go over to a final set. Uh, and we'll, in this set, we'll go over six all, over six games all, but it will not reach a tiebreaker. I believe um, Wimbledon has set this rule of like the tiebreaker in the fifth set at um, 12 all. But in in both the women's and the the men's uh, championships, and my prediction is that it will go over it and it will like get really close to a tiebreaker, but it will not get there. And Williams will break and will take the final set. And after that, Serena Williams is going to be um, brought down in tears. Obviously, she's going to regain her um, champion mentality and champion confidence, champion everything, and she's just kind of going to become the Serena Williams that we knew um, from essentially getting to 23. Uh, and essentially at that point in her life, that's when she started not l- winning any finals of Grand Slams. And um, she will go on in the US Open afterwards. And that's going beyond Wimbledon, by the way. I know that the US Open is not um, at Wimbledon. It's the last Grand Slam of the year. And we hope that it stays that way. <laughs> Because this year, we know that it isn't. A Roland Garros will be, weirdly, the last Grand Slam of the year. But uh, Serena Williams, Williams will go on and break that record and reach 25 Grand Slam. A never-before-seen uh, number of Grand Slam titles. And probably one of the most unbelievable records of all time. And far more impressive than um, Courts 24. Because of the conditions in which she has had to win all of those titles. Um, that said, um, it kind of also will mean that she will not win the U.S. Open or Roland Garros this year. I don't know if she's, play- she's planning on playing Roland Garros, but I'm pretty, f- I'm pretty certain that she's planning on playing the U.S. Open. Um, but that's even the U.S. Open is all up in the air. Maybe it won't even happen. So <laughs> for all we know, it's just kind of like we're taking every day as is and not really making any assumptions. And alas, am I making assumptions for 2021? But I feel like 2021 is even more easy, easier to to make any sort of predictions and assumptions than 2020. 2020 is just all over the place. We have no idea what's going on. Every day is different. But yeah, and Serena will do this, will do all of this, but she will still finish the year outside of the top five. She will not have the greatest of the seasons in terms of numbers of titles and rankings, but she will win two Grand Slams. Is it possible to finish outside the top five with two Grand Slams? I think it is, but we'll have to see. 
And remembering that this is kind of like all just from the heart has pretty much zero foundation in what I'm saying. Just tossing people, tossing players in the wind here and like hoping that they fall in the right places. But it it will be it will be. I just think this kind of like would be fun to see this happening. All of these things, all of those things taking place would be really interesting to see happening. And my last predictions for the prediction for the women's tour is that Venus Williams will lose in the quarterfinal, and after that, she will announce her retirement plans at the U.S. Open. So last year, next year. I believe is going to be Venus Williams's last year on tour. She will be the last year of her professional career, and um, she hasn't really been good having great the greatest of results. She's still a great champion. She's still tough a tough competitor, but she she is she's not getting any younger. And maybe her career um, is reaching the end. It's not something that we want wish for any player. We wish for players to for them to you know. Um, have a, a fruitful, fruitful career and have good set goals and reach them and be happy with how they, um, how they leave their careers essentially, how they call out their retirement on in, on their own um, terms. And on their own terms doesn't mean winning a grand slam. It just means just leaving when they feel like they should leave the tour. And that's kind of like what I what I wish for Williams. And I do think, well, I, I do think that she's going to retire. I I do have this feeling that she would retire next year. And now for the men's predictions uh, for next year. And I don't know, maybe I'm just, I to be perfectly honest, I feel like the predictions that I've made for the women are more feasible than the ones that I've made for, for the men. Um, because I, I think that ever since uh, Williams has stopped winning majors um constantly even though she's made like what five finals at this point um tennis and the women's tennis is kind of not really lacking a great um stronghold on the number one rankings but it's it it, it became like a free-for-all like every every um player now on the wta is is feeling like they can do this it's feeling like there is a massive opportunity for them to take hold of the number one ranking and be the next great player who will win slams and you know just win take the big the big titles and become the biggest threat on tour. Whereas for the men, I do still think that um there is still a lot of um dominance from the big three to consider that um the next gen will actually come and do anything uh, too magnificent that will like completely um, blow our minds and start winning slams by the Australian Open next year. I think is we're we're still ahead for at least two to three years domination from Djokovic and Nadal, and after then, I feel like at that point is when we are going to see more Grand Slam winners and potentially a new world number one. We we'll ne- we'll never know. And if I my make a prediction for that, I would say either Tsitsipas or Zverev. No, not Zverev. Um, but um, Medvedev will become the world number one. Um, the next world number one, essentially. So um, for Wimbledon specifically, here's what I think is going to happen on the sacred grass of uh, SW19. I believe 
And I kind of hope that uh, Federer gets to win his last Grand Slam. And yes, this is what I said. The last Grand Slam, because I believe Federer will also announce his retirement uh, maybe next year or by Wimbledon time. And that's kind of like a, a little bit of... Uh, and that's a little based on the interviews that he's done and essentially his his age by now he's he's 40 he's he's definitely way past um prime physical you know capabilities of comp competing at the highest highest level and it's already amazing that he's been able to finish in the top 5 for that many years and win slams until 2018 i think this is pretty intense in 2019, he should have totally won that Wimbledon final. Just didn't because didn't make those two match points that he had. Um, and who knows, maybe at this point next year, he will be a player that is ready to go and will be able to take those match points finally that he couldn't take against Djokovic in a few occasions already in his uh, Grand Slam career. But here's the second part of this prediction that I didn't see is that he is going to be Tsitsipas in the final and not one of the other two members of the big three or Andy Murray for that matter. Um, and uh, Federer with this Wimbledon title would also tie Navratilova at number nine and become the greatest um, Wimbledon champion alongside Navratilova. And uh, that would be incredible. I feel like this would be like a great way for Federer to leave tennis would be to win at his favorite Grand Slam. Imagine like if his first and last Grand Slam, kind of like Pete Sampras, um, first and last Grand Slam would be the same, you know? Uh, first time he won a Grand Slam, 2003 Wimbledon. If he wins um, almost 20 years later at Wimbledon again, and that would be his last Grand Slam title, that would be really a fairy tale dream for him. And um, yeah, now to Tsitsipas, what I had to, as a prediction for him is that he will beat Novak Djokovic in the semis. And that is kind of like the Coco Golf, um, Serena Williams um, passing off the card in that sense. Even though Djokovic isn't uh, the greatest grass court player that has ever lived, he does have five titles. So that says a lot about him. And in that match, I didn't actually write in here the prediction, but I do think it's going to be something like 10-8 in the final set. And he's winning against Djokovic. He's going to the finals, going to be fired up. But he's gonna get smoked by Federer in the in the in the final. Federer's gonna just win it easily in three sets. It's gonna be something like seven five, six four, or six three. It's going to be like that, and Federer is going to be crowned uh, Wimbledon champion for his the ninth time in his career, and a Grand Slam champion for the twenty first time in his career. Really, that's impressive. It's still not as unbelievable as um, Serena Williams twenty five if the prediction comes through. Um, but suppose Federer actually does get to twenty one. Serena, Serena Williams has 23. He's only two short. Like, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. And even if uh, Djokovic and Adele actually manage to tie that or go ahead of that, I still think it's, it's, a, it's an in, in impressive record. And he was the first man to do so. So, like, um, that nobody is going to take that away from him. So I find it's pretty pretty impressive. And... Yeah, kudos to Federer to make all of those, get all of those achievements and be the first one at so many things in his life. 
And by the way, the record that I think will never get beaten by anyone, um, at least in the men's tour. I don't know much in, about the women's tour, but I think maybe in the men, the women's tour is going to be a little bit tough to beat as well. Is Federer four years and a half consecutive uh, at the top of the rankings, 237 weeks and number one is quite madness. It's I don't know who's who's in second place. I suppose it's Djokovic. But um yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna beat that. Like that's 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 way too much domination for way too long. So for next predictions in the in the the tiers below the, the rounds below the final, like right before the final, uh as I mentioned, TT Paz will make the final and he will beat Djokovic in the semis. Um Federer will get to beat either Nadal or Zverev in the semis. Um I think Zverev, if if I'm going, I, I'm feeling this, a lot of this is like just about like how I kind of feel and that's kind of like weird. I just kind of want to make this episode a little bit like just a joke in a sense because, well, everybody's already talking so much about Wimbledon. I couldn't really find any angle that I wanted to tackle, but I just really wanted to say a few words about it. But in any case, let's see if this happens. I will I will remember this episode next year by by Wimbledon and I'll talk about all those predictions and I will see how far off I've been in all of these. Because I said, I am actually feeling that Zverev is going to make his first semifinals at Wimbledon. I don't know why Wimbledon, if it hasn't really necessarily done that much great in, uh, in, the, in the grass courts, on grass courts. He did make a final in, uh, in Halle, so that's pretty interesting. Um, but he hasn't really done, um, done a good job in, in Wimbledon so far. But I think maybe he's going to make the semis next year in Roland Garros. Not in Roland Garros, but in, in Wimbledon. That's the one that I'm talking about, actually. And uh, what else do I have here? Federer announces retirement. And I think I already said that. Um, and that's, I said already, based on interviews that he's made, that um, the retirement is actually closing in and is a much uh, more serious thought. Um, but he will announce that and he will play Basel as his potential final tournament if he doesn't qualify for the ATP finals. In that case, he's going to go to the ATP finals. And I don't have a prediction for that. But I would say is wishful thinking is already wishful thinking enough that he's going to win Wimbledon. Even though he did great last year, next year is going to be two years later, not just one, because well, this year didn't happen. He probably would have had a better chance this year if he hadn't had the injuries. But also, maybe he's going to have a good chance next year because he's going to have had these two uh, these two um, surgeries in his knees and will get just enough time to rest until next year. Um, but yeah, I feel like maybe if he does qualify for the finals, he's going to lose in the semis at best. So yeah, and that will be farewell for Roger Federer. Um, and Tsitsipas, back to him, he's going to rise to world number four after that. Um, I don't know who's going to be in top three, but Tsitsipas is going to be number four. That's my guess. It's going to be his career high ranking since forever. His highest ranking so far has been uh, world number five. Yeah, world world number five. And um, yeah, and then... A last prediction that I wanted to say, uh, just kind of before I close this episode, it's going to be really, really short. 
but I just kind of like wanted to make this a little bit fun and just kind of uh, hold myself accountable next year. I think it will be really interesting to see how that goes. Um, so Murray, my last prediction is that Murray is going to make the quarterfinals and he's going to rise back to the top 10. And of all the, the predictions that I'm making here, I think this one is like the most uh, wishful that I have. It's the one that I have the most close to my heart in a sense. Because Murray, as we all tennis fans know, essentially, he had to go through a very, very big surgery that almost meant the end of his career. And he he did some, uh, I think, one or two interviews that were very emotional in which he was almost calling off a career. He just said how much and how much pain he actually was because of this of uh of the hip uh problem that he was having um so he did the resurfacing surgery and then at the beginning of this year he was sidelined again because of a bit of complications that are actually kind of like normal and expected and now he's back on court again he's he's played the battle of the brits and um for me i think that there's no other player well, maybe Venus Williams as well, but Williams has had like a less dramatic problem such as Annie Murray is having right now or has had in the past couple of years. Um, Murray, I think I really want to see him uh, not just leaving the like tennis world because of because he cannot play anymore, because he can physically not take it anymore because of an injury. And when it's a little bit too early, um, considering Federer's age and Nadal and Djokovic is where Murray is currently, um, things like 33 or 32, um, it, it feels unfair that his career would end just because of that. And I think that as much as I would say Murray's going to come back and win Wimbledon next year, I, I'm fairly sure that this is even more wishful than saying that Federer is going to win Wimbledon next year because Federer, when he's healthy, he he has a game style and, and a game plan and an ex, and a level of experiences that allows him to get there and be so competitive that age 38, he almost won Wimbledon against Djokovic. And... Um, you know, he had two match points and choked that out or missed an opportunity or Djokovic played amazing, whatever you name it. He didn't win, but he almost did. And that's, and when I say almost, it's match point. Like you have to realize sometimes uh, that, I don't know if it's something that is hard to like, just like um, get inside my head, like hammer into my head. But a match point is literally a point in which you make a winner or an A, so the player makes an unforced error, you're done. The match is over. Like, there, there's not, nothing after that. Like, it's it's literally the last chance of the player across the net to make a move. And Djokovic was on the brink of defeat and made it back. And that kind of, if you look at, at Roger Federer from the perspective of what he's played and his age, it, it gets so incredibly impressive because... You could have said, like, for example, that he didn't, that he, he almost won. Oh, yeah, he got to a fifth set, but I lost six love. So, like, he wasn't actually, he wasn't actually that much close to win, 
but he was he was he almost won that match in the sense that like he had a match point. So uh I feel like it's it's fair to say that Federer has a shot at his slam still. Um and his best shot is at Wimbledon. And um whereas back to Murray here, uh Murray has such a game that is so physical. He runs so much, he's so defensive, he's so reliant on his speed and, and his movement. Um and he doesn't attack all that much. He does like the longer rallies that I feel like it would definitely be massive wishful thinking to say Andy Murray is going to to win Wimbledon. I feel like all of the predictions that I made, well, at the exception probably of Tsitsipas, um, and Zver- maybe Zverev in the Samus is probably the most impressive, the most almost ridiculous uh, prediction, but I, I still have faith in him. I still have faith that Zverev is going to make the right move at some point, is going to become much more mature, and is going to become a better player in uh, in the Slams. But Murray winning Wimbledon is just a thing that I cannot really imagine. And I cannot even be sure that he would ever win another Grand Slam. And if there is a Grand Slam that I would like for him to win again, well, not again, for to win before his career, his career ends, it's the Australian Open because he's, have, he's had already so many chances. And to be perfectly honest, his biggest chance of winning the Australian Open was probably when he faced against Djokovic in 2012 and he lost in five sets that was winning that that match could prob could could have meant that he could have gone on to win and beat Nadal in the in the next uh match but we never know and we will never will know because the winner of that match is Novak Djokovic and we you know um but yeah Murray makes the quarter the quarterfinals rises back to the top 10 and is finally back in contention to win the bigger titles again. And um, well, no, who knows, maybe his career will last another good four or five years. And in the meantime, maybe he can add another Wimbledon. I just don't think la- next year is going to be his Wimbledon time. So yeah, uh, those are my predictions for Wimbledon 2021. This is a much shorter episode than I normally do. And this is actually funny enough, the time frame that I actually wanted to have this podcast run uh, when I first started it. But I like talking about tennis. What can I do? So, yeah. One of the things that I've also been thinking about in terms of Wimbledon is just how... It's not my favorite Grand Slam. My favorite Grand Slam actually is the Australian Open. I don't know what... Something about Australian Open just kind of makes me uh, love it. Maybe it's the fans, maybe it's just the atmosphere, maybe it's just the how the blue hardcourts appeal to me more than uh the um the grass of Wimbledon. But Wimbledon just has a place in the Grand Slams that is is unique. It's um it's an incredible slam that uh I feel like when it when it's if it's kind of like just putting it this way, if I were a tennis player and I needed to pick which Grand Slam to win. Even though the Australian Open is my favorite to like watch and probably would be my favorite to be at, I would have picked Wimbledon because I feel like if the value and prestige of Wimbledon is unparalleled and unique. And I don't think you can take that away. Even if even if you hate Wimbledon, this is this is what it is. I feel like Wimbledon is the most prestigious tournament. Um the one that everybody is aiming to win. And yeah. 
So, yeah, I do hope that maybe Sir Andrew Murray, I think it's Baron, Baron, Baron Murray, something like that. I don't know his full name. Andy Murray. If I if he wins another Grand Slam, I hope he wins uh, the Australian Open. But if can if if he can add another Wimbledon, I think that would be amazing for him as well as a Brit, as a Scot man, as a as a Scot. I think that's how I say it. Um, man, my brain is really not working very well today. Um, it would be great for him to add another Wimbledon title to his career, and. Probably even more important than that, there is uh, there isn't this twofold actually that I want him to win the Australian Open one because he doesn't have it, and two because he would um, make three Grand Slams out of four, and he would untie his uh, unfair tie with Vavrinka of having the same number of Grand Slams. Although Vavrinka is an incredible player, nothing to take away from him. The number of Grand Slam Vavrinka, uh, that Vavrinka has, which is three, kind of makes it look like, for maybe even an outsider, that his career has been similar to Murray's and that Murray is kind of like at the same level as Vavrinka is. But that's not the case. And I truly don't believe that uh, Vavrinka's career compares to Murray in that sense. Murray's has been far more accomplished and um, far more consistent and... The three Grand Slam titles, um, for some of them, has just been a bit unlucky that he hasn't managed to win more, has made way more finals, and um, yeah, he deserves that Australian Open for that reason. If he can add another Wimbledon title, that's amazing too. And by the way, if he does win another Wimbledon title, he will have more Wimbledon titles than, than Nadal, and that's probably a record that would make him feel really happy about himself. So, who knows? Um... And yeah, this is this is the Wimbledon predictions for 2021. I can't wait for Wimbledon to happen again. It's a really fun time of the year. It's really cool to watch. Um, the gra- the grass is really beautiful in the first day, and the last day is not so much, but it's still beautiful. And yeah, hope we can all keep enjoying the classic matches. Which, by the way, I hope they're going to still be up after Wimbledon. Well, the two weeks that were to be Wimbledon are done so that we can still be enjoying tennis and we can still be enjoying classics. And yeah, that's it for me. And uh, I'll see you next week with uh, another episode of Tennis and Bagels. And don't forget to do that reveal on Apple Podcasts if you have a time. And follow me on uh, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. I'm, I'm there. Um, so yeah, have a great weekend and bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.